Welcome to All Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Paul Wadlington. It's time for Tale of the Tape uh, on Texas Football, brought to you by Mortgages by Gabe and Gabe Winslow. Paul, I, I tell you what, uh, we've talked every week this year on Tale of the Tape, and in just about every one of these, Texas has had the tail of the tape on these teams, and uh, Texas emerges from the regular Stephen season eleven and one. Uh, now they're in the postseason. Uh, the matchup against uh, Oklahoma State on Saturday, uh, eleven a.m. kickoff on ABC uh, at Jerry World. Uh, more of the same, you think? I mean, Texas is a double-digit favorite again uh, in a game against a, a Big Twelve foe this year. Yeah, I, I think Texas is a double-digit favorite for a reason. Uh, it's the body of work. It's also just looking at the two teams and also matchups. You know, Oklahoma State does a couple of things really well. Unfortunately, those things they do really well are against major Longhorn strengths. And then some Longhorn weaknesses. Oklahoma State's not really well composed to take advantage of those. And frankly, you know, Texas, if they – fail in some aspects of this game, it's going to be mostly own goals, right? It's going to be their failure to do something more than what Oklahoma State did to them. And uh, I think that's why you have Texas as a prohibitive favorite. That said, it's a college football game, and uh, wilder things have happened. We've seen Well, that. let's start with this. You mentioned the strengths and weaknesses. I think this is a good place to start. Uh, the Texas strengths and the Oklahoma State strengths tend to match up. Obviously, the Oklahoma State strength is their run game. Ollie Gordon – uh, fifth, leads the nation in rushing, 1,580 yards, 20-plus touchdowns on the season, also catches the ball, I think 33 catches on the year out of the backfield. He is the focal point of their offense, kind of the straw that stirs the drink. At the same time, the Texas rushing defense, as we know, has been stingy, uh, not allowing 100 or more yards rushing in five uh, Big 12 games this year. What, what are your thoughts on, on that matchup? Is Gordon good enough to still get his? kind of like Taj Brooks was last week, but overall just not enough? Or what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of thoughts. I mean, Oklahoma State completely turned the season around when they elevated Ollie Gordon from second string to first string and told him, hey, you're going to be our bell cow. Uh, he had 19 carries in his first three games of the season, Bobby, and he still rushed for 1580. I mean, this guy's going to win the dope walker. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, and he's their most explosive offensive weapon. The other two decisions that Gundy made were equally as important, frankly. One, they completely abandoned zone blocking. They're almost a pure gap blocking team now. And then next, they went just to the pistol. Uh, they are almost primarily a pistol formation team. So that's where, the, of course, the quarterback is about four yards behind shotgun back is behind him, different from the traditional shotgun where you're seven yards off and the back is offset. And they're just running gap schemes, which is counters, uh, lead blocking, you know, old school 1990s run game. Uh, and it's been incredibly successful for them. And then finally, they settled on a quarterback, six-year senior Alan Bowman. And he hasn't exactly blown anyone away, but the truth is in their biggest games, Alan Bowman's played pretty well. And while we think of Oklahoma State as a running team, they're not. They are predominantly still a passing team. They throw on 57% of their downs. In fact, they throw more than Texas does. We're kind of almost the opposite. And 
that doesn't mean that they're getting their explosives through the passing game. They're getting that through Ollie Gordon. He is the key, and he's the reason that their throwing game can be somewhat effective. It's not as good as Oklahoma State passing games of the past. But that's the issue. And the, the thing that you brought up that I think to me is interesting, Bobby, is the Taj Brooks approach, which is I, I think the default reaction of fans is load the box, destroy Ollie Gordon, make sure he rushes for 48 yards. Well, no, don't, don't do that. I think the key here is not to overplay it. I think the key here is to destroy the Oklahoma State passing game. They average 286 a game in Big 12 play and about seven yards per attempt. So not super efficient. But as we saw against Texas Tech in Austin, if you can completely destroy a college passing game, that's much more dominating and effective than just destroying the running game. And it's safer, right? Uh, the passing game is more likely to hit you for big throws. The other thing is Ollie Gordon is a cutback runner with good power, good contact balance. When you load the box against him, you actually increase your likelihood of giving up a 70, 80-yard run because you lose defense and depth at the second and third levels. So my thought is Texas should roll over the game plan on defense from Texas Tech directly into Arlington. Press man outside contest everything two safeties back to prevent anything over the top and to, you know, to clean up any potential long runs from Gordon and uh, let it roll and, and see if Oklahoma state can beat us like that. And I don't think they can do it. You mentioned uh, Alan Bowman, the former tech quarterback who then transferred uh, to Michigan. Now the starter at uh, Oklahoma state. Uh, it, we, we talk about him and you said he's been, a good quarterback, but he's been turnover prone somewhat. 10, 10 touchdowns to 11 interceptions uh, this year. Uh, that's something that Texas needs to key in on and perhaps uh, make go their way. Uh, but the, the Texas defense as a whole this year, uh, not just the run defense, but the defense as a whole has been strong. Uh, the number one defense in the country on third downs, ranking first. They finished the regular season that way. When's the last time Texas defense ranked first in any category? In my, I mean, it's been a while, Paul, since Texas has been up there in that category. Uh, so you think that Texas might have some some thoughts there, but you also uh, realize that Mike Gundy's a, the wily old ball coach. He's going to have some special things for us. Um, any particular plays you're con, con worried about from Oklahoma State? Like for me, it's their screen game that does give me a little bit of pause because that has beaten Texas a little bit particularly Kansas State and Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State in particular, their screen game worked really well against this Texas defense. You think that's that's maybe where uh, Oklahoma State can get after Texas a little bit? Yeah, I think they're going to do that. I, I think they'll you'll see Ollie Gordon and, and probably Brennan Presley, their slot, featured quite a bit in the screen game. Uh, the, the thing to understand about their offense and the reason why Bowman has thrown 11 interceptions is that their entire offensive passing game is built off timing and throwing to a spot, right? He's not dropping back and making multiple reads, holding the ball and seeing what happens. He, that's not the Oklahoma State passing game. Gundy understands Bowman's strengths. He also understands his offensive line's deficiencies. So to prevent sacks and negative plays, which would throw them off, you know, handing the ball off to Ollie Gordon, Bowman gets the ball in the pistol and he's throwing to a spot. It's it's it, There's a read on the route. 
and the receiver and the quarterback have to be on the same page for the coverage, but it's all timing and precision. And Bowman does a pretty good job there. He actually tore up OU doing that because OU was scared to press Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State really exploited them throwing the ball. So I think that you have to cut the route tree down at the stump, Bobby. You don't let the route tree blossom. You disrupt that timing. You disrupt that precision with a corner right on the the receiver. And the Oklahoma State wide uh, receivers on the edges, Rashad Owens and um, Leon Johnson, are both big guys, very sure-handed, physical. They're not fast. They can't separate. So don't allow separation by alignment. Don't allow a slant because you're not playing inside leverage. I mean, it's basic stuff, but it's some stuff that we've allowed in other games that, that came back and, and bit us. Against Tech, we stopped, we got rid of all that, and you saw that performance. So I think the, the screen game, you raise a great point. Anything that gets the ball out of Bowman's hands quickly on time we need to disrupt it before it happens, not just react to it. I, I like this defense a lot better when they're on their front foot attacking rather than on their back foot trying to read and understand what's going on. Because we, we clearly have a few guys in our secondary who don't excel in that sort of defense. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's go to, to now uh, the Texas offense versus the Oklahoma State defense. But before we do, you mind saying thank you to our sponsor, Gabe Winslow? Yeah, we uh, are in the midst of the postseason and determining who the champion is in college football. Well, the polls and and the final votes and the game results are in. In mortgages, it's Gabe Winslow. You can reach him at 832-557-1095. Give him a call and find out why we've gotten so many nice things written about Gabe uh, for folks that we've sent, listeners we've sent, uh, and, and inside Texas folks that we've sent to Gabe. They've raved about his level of service and the sophistication with which he carries out his craft. Reach him at mortgagesbygabe.com, 832-557-1095, and let him know that we sent you. Thanks, Gabe, uh, for sponsoring on Texas football here uh, in the tail of the tape. Paul, the the next thought in in my mind is we talk about the Texas offense versus the Oklahoma State defense. And and I think this is, everybody says this, right? I mean, last year, that's what comes to my mind immediately is Quinn was, what, 19 of 49 um, and had his worst game ever uh, at quarterback, in my opinion. Um, Could not move the football at all in the second half. Steve Sarkeesian seemed to deny the fact that there were swirling winds in Stillwater, that Xavier Worthy had been injured. Um, It was a brutal second-half offensive performance. Uh, Your thoughts as Texas now heads in to play Oklahoma state this time where they have fewer big time players, maybe, but they still have a pass rush and Colin Oliver, Nick Martin has five sacks as well. Kendall Daniels at safety, number two in the team on tackles. They have some guys, but they don't necessarily have the depth that they once did. You know, what, what are your thoughts and what do you think Texas and Steve Sarkeesian are going to try to do a little bit differently this year as opposed to what they tried last year in Stillwater? Well, I think we've already established the practices and habits that we'll do differently this year. Uh, We've seen Quinn play a rough quarter or a rough quarter and a half. He's never spiraled down this year. He resets and then actually elevates. Uh, 
So that's massive in and of itself. The offensive line is an elite pass protection offensive unit at this part of the season. They're not blowing assignments. They're very sound. And you mentioned the Oklahoma State pass rushers. Colin Oliver is a speed rusher. Kelvin Banks doesn't lose to speed. That, that's just not a problem for him. He has great feet. And so that's – it sort of negates one of the things that Oklahoma State might do to create some havoc. And then the other factor, I think – look, Texas was horribly outcoached and horribly outplayed in the second half in Stillwater. You know, no man walks through the same river, Bobby, because he's not the same man and it's not the same river. Texas isn't the same team. And you've heard some comments from Oklahoma State – uh, fans and, and maybe coaches intimating a little bit, hey, we've beaten Texas before. We've done this before. Well, you you beat another Texas team. You didn't play this Texas team, and this Texas team is different. So I'm not concerned about what happened in Stillwater. I, I think that we're going to pass protect well. I think Quinn will get the ball out to open receivers. And the truth is they are a big play defense, and I don't mean that in a complimentary way. Uh, they give up big plays. They give up explosives. They're giving up 6.2 yards per play for the season, 6.5 yards per play in conference, and uh, 8.35 yards per passing attempt, 14.2 per completion. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. In, in modern football, those are big inflated numbers, particularly the completion number. That's, a, that's an dot that's happening way down the field. And I think their issue is they've gotten the ball thrown over the top of them more than a few times. But they're also not tackling really well in space against higher-end wide receivers. Texas has the highest-end wide receivers that they'll play all year, and I think that's going to pose a problem for them. I also think that in terms of the running game, they do a lot of their stuff. They have a, they run a 3-3-5. Uh, their guys up front try to clog up lanes and, and are pretty good against the run. They're not pass rushers, those down three linemen. The three linebackers are explosive, and guys like Nick Martin and Colin Oliver and Xavier Benson catch your eye because they flash. Sometimes they're flashing the wrong direction, Bobby. And, and that's one of the reasons they're not very sound in, in run defense down to down, even though they can inflict negative plays. So the point of all that is I think Texas has gotten much more assignment sound. I think they found some interesting stuff at, with misdirection in the running game out of 21, right? You saw some of that against Tech. I think we've got some natural advantages about how we play offensive football that's going to give their defense fits. And as far as Kendall Daniels goes, big physical safety, no doubt about that. How are those guys done against Texas this year? Not great. They get picked on, in yeah. fact. And in fact, in open space, they get run by. Uh, Marquise Waters, big physical experience safety for Tech. Looked like he was in molasses as Jaden Blue ran by him, and he had a he had the angle. So uh, I I don't think I just don't think the matchups are great for Oklahoma State, and I don't think we're gonna. I just think we're up for the task, and and ultimately 
I think it would require a meltdown from players and coaches for us to lose this game. Interesting. I, I will say this. As good as Ollie Gordon has been, Oklahoma State has given up more yards rushing than they have gained themselves. Yes. So be clear, they're not some great rush defense for sure, given that their own guy has that's leading the nation in rushing. They're still giving up more yards rushing than, than he's gained. But I, I look at it and, you know, you still have that Mike Gundy factor. It's hard for a Texas fan not to have some PTSD, given the fact that he's been so successful through the years. The other piece of this is special teams. And Mike Gundy on his in his Monday press conference, Paul, uh, talked specifically about the Texas punt return unit and how they're plus 300 yards on the season over opponents and that that is sort of an unheard of number in today's college football game. Um, that obviously, in my opinion, is a byproduct of many factors, one of which is Texas has a good punter itself now. They have two good gunners in Keaton Crawford and Keelan Robinson to defend. They have a, an explosive punt returner in Xavier Worthy. They have a well-schemed punt return, uh, not only with Jeff Banks, but also Joe D. Camillus. Is you, you think that punt return slash special teams could be an X factor in this game for Texas? I mean, it sounded like of all things that, that Mike Gundy was concerned with, it wasn't Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. It was the Texas special teams unit. Well, beyond Ollie Gordon being elite, one of the things Oklahoma State, they're elite at a couple of little things in the margins that no one pays attention to that have had some massive game impacts and outcomes for them. Uh, it's the reason they're nine and three and not six and six. One of them is that they have been amazing in field position all season. And some of that's their special teams, uh, but some of that is also just how they play, right? Gundy sort of understands that he's going to maximize his impact and chance to win with field position. And so all season, they've outpaced opponents by field position. I think he thinks the Longhorn special teams are a threat to that. And I think that's why he brought that up. Um, it wasn't just out of the blue. You know, Mike Gundy thinks the game a little bit deeper than, than most. And I'd say most coaches, frankly. Uh, and then secondly, uh, Fourth down defense, as much as their defense has been exploited, Bobby, opponents have gone forward on fourth down against them 23 times. You know how many they've converted? Four. Four of 23 on the season? 17%. And they're not good on third down, Bobby. Oklahoma State. And, you know, they give up explosives, and you can run on them, and you can throw on them. But on fourth down... I kind of looked at a couple of it and I gave up because I'm not going to look at every fourth down play over the season. I didn't have time. But I think they just adopt asymmetrical strategies on fourth and short. They just zero blitz, attack everything, and basically dare the other team to have the the, the clankers to throw the ball over their head on fourth and, fourth and short. And, and it's not happening. So – uh, it's just little things like that that make you admire Mike Gundy and make you realize why the guy is 165 and 78 at Oklahoma State with not exactly the creme de la creme of recruits year in and year out. So little marginal things like that are, are something we have to pay attention to. But again, not to return to this theme, Bobby, but in the area where they've done best, field position, Texas has done better in field position 
this year than Oklahoma State. And a big part of that is special teams and, and third down defense. So, you know, it's it's just a, a tough deal for Oklahoma State where they do have margin over most teams. Texas kind of can negate it or, or does it better. Well, you also have to talk about the place kicking situation here. Texas has uh, Burt Auburn, who's been just on a run, un, uncanny run, right? 19 of his last 19. Oklahoma State's kicker, they, they kick a lot of field goals, too. 26 of 32 on the year is Alex Hale. He has missed a couple of extra points, including one uh, that would have kind of sealed the game for Oklahoma State in regulation last weekend. Uh, but if, at the very least, given Bert, Bert Auburn's uh, incredible season, last half of it, you have to think that Texas at least gets a tie out of this when Hale, I think, was the preseason all-conference all pick of the position. Yeah, Auburn's been 19 of his last 19. I mean, just exceptional. And he's been hitting from deep. He hit a 54-yarder against Tech and cleared it easily. Uh, interestingly, too, I think the game environment could be a factor, Bobby. I think Texas fans will probably be predominant. I would assume two to one conservatively, right? Hopefully. Cross your fingers. Hopefully. Yeah, buy your tickets, folks. Uh, and then you're also on turf. And you're in an indoor controlled environment. So I think that plays well to Quinn Ewers. I, I think, you know, the way Oklahoma State could muck this up is if you had weather, if you had rain, if you had swirling winds, none of that. It's going to be uh, 69 degrees and, and, you know, no wind and a nice artificial turf. Oklahoma State has a couple of guys like Presley, like Gordon, who benefit from the turf, I think. Texas probably has more. Xavier Worthy on turf, not fun. Uh, and I'll add to that, I really think that there's an opportunity here for Jaden Blue to have an impact in this game. I love the way he ran the ball against Texas Tech, but also his big play potential over Cedric Baxter. Uh, Jaden Blue is, is faster, he's quicker, he's a little more decisive, and, and frankly, casual contact did not bother him as much as, as Cedric Baxter. You know, Baxter is still getting holes and then an elbow and a hip are hitting him and he's falling on the ground and, and you know falling forward. You know, I think Jaden blue might pop that. And instead of a seven yard gain, it might be 67. So I'm, I'm not saying we bench him. Baxter is our best receiver. He knows his assignments the best. He's our best pass blocker at running back, which is huge for Oklahoma state. But if you want to punish Oklahoma state's run blitzes and those linebackers getting out of gaps, Jaden blue is the guy to do it. So yeah. just a thought there. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I want to say this, uh, you know, not only Quinn Ewers, but Alan Bowman, both players from the Metroplex, they played at Jerry World before. So they have familiarity with the stadium itself too. So that's something to consider as well. All right, uh, that's that's been the offense, defense, and special teams talk. Uh, before we let folks go, is there anything else you want to add to the mix there, Paul, as far as things to watch out for on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I just think Mike Gundy is a great coach. I think he understands that he has to have an asymmetrical approach to this game. Uh, Ollie Gordon can throw. I'll just throw that in there. Yep, half-back uh, pass is coming. Yeah, I agree. I think, why would you not uh, first opening kickoff, onside kick? Why would you not fake a punt? Why would you not go for it on fourth and seven on the 50? when Gundy ordinarily will, will punt there and play the field position game. What does Oklahoma State have to lose? Nothing. What do they have to gain? Well, if they can 
throw Texas off its stride and get us down 14 to nothing, hey, is there a chance some stomachs start getting tight and some, you know, cheeks get clenched? Possible. Now, running an asymmetrical strategy also increases your likelihood of getting blown out by a better team. If, if Texas intercepts that Ollie Gordon pass, if they recover that onside kick, you've just dug yourself a hole. Who cares? What does Gundy care? You rather try to incrementally increase your chance of winning the game versus who cares how badly you get blown out. With respect to blowouts, and I'm not sure if you agree with this, Texas fans like to be the white knight. They like to be the sportsman-like team, and Sark is like that. I think that's his makeup. He's a, he's a coach who respects other coaches. He doesn't try to humiliate people. If Texas gets up, they need to find their inner jerk and try to blow Oklahoma State out. And that applies to both sides of the ball. PK as well. You don't and go to off coverage. You don't do any of that nonsense. You keep running the offense. And even if Arch Manning goes in, he's throwing the ball around. And if you're up 31 to 10, you're trying to win 48 to 10. And, and that should be the approach because, unfortunately, style points do matter. And the college football playoff committee is awed by uh, blowing out bad or average teams. And I think by, that's – I know by the completion percentage of Bo Nix. Let's be clear. The completion percentage, if it's – for yours, if it's over 80%, we're in the college football playoff. Apparently. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Morons. Great point. Hey, uh, before we let people go, please tell folks again about Gabe Winslow, our sponsor. Hey, this is a guy who wins in a blowout over other, every other mortgage guy on the planet. Gabe Winslow, give him a call. Find out why. 832-557-1095. Gabe is just like all of us. He's going to be on the edge of his seat in Dallas, in fact. He's going to be there uh, watching this game, living and dying with all of us. Give him your business. You won't regret doing it. All right. I appreciate it, Gabe, and appreciate you, Paul. All right. That's going to do it for this week's Tale of the Tape. Paul Wallington, Inside Texas. Make sure you check us out at InsideTexas.com. For Paul, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this week's Tale of the Tape.